This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Thursday the 6th of January. In your Squiz today, Djokovic stopped at the border. New rules around COVID testing. North Korea tests missiles. And how good are dogs? This is your Squiz today. World number one tennis player Novak Djokovic is being held at Tullamarine Airport by Australian Border Force because of potential problems with his visa. It was only yesterday we found out that he had an exemption to play at the Australian Open tournament, but it looks like he might have some bigger issues here, Eliza, even getting into the country. It's been really extraordinary news to wake up to this morning. So Djokovic arrived late last night and he was quizzed by Border Force officials this morning about his documentation that he has to support his medical exemption to play in the tournament without being vaccinated against COVID. Um, There also seems to be another issue, which is whether his visa actually supports having a medical exemption in the first place. Uh, Some of these problems were flagged last night. People were getting very cross about him being granted an exemption in the first place. And the Home Affairs Minister, Karen Andrews, said there was an issue with his visa. She didn't go into what that issue was. And she said that no one gets special treatment. As you say, it's all pretty extraordinary. If you need a recap on just what's going on, Djokovic has never declared his vaccination status. He's previously said that he's against compulsory vaccination. He was on his way after having received an exemption to play in the tournament from Tennis Australia. And that process was done on a no-name basis. So the two panels that signed it off had no idea it was Djokovic but that all related to permission to play in the tournament. This issue this morning is whether he meets the Australian government's requirements to enter the country. The whole situation Eliza has a lot of Victorians and officials as well wanting an explanation. Yeah, well, if he does actually manage to get through customs, and at this stage it's unclear if that's a delay or perhaps a permanent refusal to entry and even where Djokovic actually is as we speak, but... If that all goes through and he does manage to get into Melbourne Park, um, he's got some explaining to do. That's what Victoria's acting Premier Jacinta Allen wants him to do. So too does Tennis Australia's Craig Tiley, who said yesterday he doesn't actually know the specifics around Djokovic's medical exemption. That's because it's private medical information. And therefore, he wants the world number one to clear it all up. With Victorians undergoing one of the longest lockdowns in the world, there's very strong reaction to the thought that Djokovic might have been waved through. If he does get through, and this is a developing situation as we put the podcast out today, he can likely expect some very robust questions in his post-match press conferences. On to the wider COVID situation here in Australia. National Cabinet took place yesterday and there are now updated rules around testing. Eliza, take us through it. So the big change is that you don't need a PCR test if you've tested positive on a rapid test. And that's an attempt to ease what Scott Morrison described yesterday as incredibly frustrating and highly disruptive testing delays that we've talked about a lot. So concession card holders, that's people perhaps with seniors cards or on welfare, they'll be able to get 10 free tests from pharmacies. And that's about six and a half million Australians. And in response to fears of price gouging, which we mentioned yesterday, that's being 
investigated by the consumer watchdog. There'll be a special provision put in place to protect against that. One of the big questions with the rising case numbers is, of course, how the hospitals are coping. There were 64,000 new cases across Australia yesterday. According to the Prime Minister, there is some pressure on the system, but things are well within the capacity of the hospital system. There's been some wild weather in southeast Queensland and far north New South Wales with ex-tropical cyclone Seth lingering off the coast. Very rough conditions along the beaches there, Eliza. Yes, unfortunately a man died at a Gold Coast beach yesterday after he hit a sandbank while riding his boogie board in the rough surf and another woman died further south in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. Uh, But this weather system is causing all sorts of drama. Places like Bribie Island in Queensland have actually been divided in two because there's so much water and I think everybody would be keen if that weather system moved away however it looks like it's actually moving closer to the coast so perhaps more bad conditions on the way. Yeah the Bureau of Meteorology has issued a warning that rain and wind are expected to increase in those areas today. On to international news, North Korea is back with the ballistic missile launches already. The tests have been ramping up in recent months and it's making neighbours like South Korea and Japan pretty jumpy. That missile landed 500 kilometres into the sea off Korea's east coast and apparently these weapons perform mid-air manoeuvres, making them harder to intercept than previous weapons. And it comes as Kim Jong-un ramps up the tough talk about boosting his country's military program. As you mentioned, neighbours like South Korea and Japan don't like it, neither does the US. The problem is that there's no formal avenue to engage with the North after those talks that were led by former President Trump. Trump collapsed in 2019. The thing is that North Korea has reportedly had a terrible 2021. Just like the rest of the world, it's been ravaged by COVID. Its economy is in poor shape, and that can also be put down to Kim's mismanagement. So perhaps that contextualizes the show of force here in North Korea. Yeah, some pundits say these kinds of attention-seeking tests are a way to push the question of how much sanctions relief would be offered if North Korea stopped with the testing. If you like to keep an eye on all things tech, then CES, the consumer electronic show held in Las Vegas, is a pretty big deal. Lots of keynote speeches, of course, and new gadgets announced, but it's the quirky ones we like to keep an eye on. I spent a lot of time looking at the health monitoring light bulb. It's actually a little bit freaky. (laughs) We'll put a link to it um, in the show notes. But you can actually track your sleep along with other biometric testing. And I started thinking, do I actually want a light bulb to track my sleep and to track me Mm. at all? I'm not sure. Um, I do want the gadget, however, that runs the perfect bath because I think it might help with bed and bath time (laughs) every night with my kids. Yeah, there seems to be a tech gadget for everything. My eye was caught by the anti snoring pillow it automatically (laughs) inflates to roll the snorer's head to get them to stop as promised we'll pop links to these in your episode notes if you want to have a bit of an explore as well it's thursday so we're back with our first squiz shortcut of the year one of the big stories over the break was the death of archbishop desmond tutu he died on boxing day he was a renowned fighter for freedom and equality in south africa and he's someone we thought we should know a bit more about so you and claire take a squiz eliza 
Yes, yeah, so Desmond Tutu was referred to as the conscience of the nation. He led South Africa from the anti-apartheid movement through that very difficult period of new nation building and he oversaw the truth and reconciliation process where victims and perpetrators of some of the worst violence of that era came together for a reckoning over what had happened in the country. Later in life, he became an anti-Iraq war protester and gay rights campaigner, a truly fascinating man. Yeah, so we take a look at his early Early life, his role in that anti-apartheid movement, his legacy, both at home and across the world. Squiz Shortcuts is our podcast series that gives you the backstory to the big news stories, events and personalities. So search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app to take a listen to this one. We might wrap up on a good news story, Eliza. There's a pretty clever doggo who has saved his owner's life while on a hike in Croatia. Yeah, so this man got injured in the mountains and his dog lay on top of him for 12 hours to keep him warm and alive before help arrived. And the dog's name is North. He's an Alaskan Malamute and he's only eight months old and from all appearances adequately furry (laughs) for the snowy conditions. Yeah, he was uh, very suited for his rescue job, but a good job for a puppy to uh to stay that long i'll pop a link to that one in your episode notes squeeze the day eliza what are you keeping an eye on the cricket the cricket i couldn't actually mm-hmm. believe that i said national cabinet yesterday when it was the first day of the ashes here in uh, in <laughs> sydney uh, i went bold last year and i said that we were expecting a whitewash but yesterday the brits were showing some ticker there's a bit more rain to contend with over the next few days so i'm not sure if my initial prediction will actually come <laughs> off but it's great to have the cricket back on the telly we'll check back in with you as it progresses for me it's the anniversary of the january 6 riots in america where the trump supporters stormed the capitol we can expect to hear a bit more about that as january 6 unfolds over in the states That's about all from us today. If you're new to the Squiz, big welcome to you. A quick note that we also have a Squiz Today newsletter that has all the links for all of today's stories, as well as the ones that can't quite fit into the podcast. You can sign up at thesquiz.com.au if you'd also like to have that in your inbox. Have a great Thursday and we will be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.